welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru. I'm your host, Linda Huang, and today we're talking all about social media in the video game industry. Don't Call Me a Guru is recording at Nate's Radio Studio in Edmonton, Alberta, and we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB Financial. If you like this episode, be sure to listen to our previous ones and rate this podcast on your pod listening devices. Now let's get into the conversation. Our guest today is Jesse Anderson, Global Community Manager for Anthem, an online multiplayer action role-playing game developed by BioWare. Jesse, can you share... Well, first of all, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you for uh, joining us via Skype. So uh, we have been doing a, a few of these Skype interviews now, and, and we, we're excited. There's no limits or boundaries. Just because we're in Edmonton doesn't mean we can't talk to uh, uh, social media and content people sort of all around the world. <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And I have been to Edmonton. It's a great city. I've been to actually when it's cold, though. Not. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen the nicer weather up You there need yet. to come now. It's the best time to be here. <laughs> the, right. sun, the sun doesn't set until 11 o'clock at night. It's really nice. <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. I know. Uh, okay, so let's talk. Uh, let's get right into it. Jesse, I'm wondering if you can share how you use social media and digital marketing in your role as global community manager for Anthem. Sure. Yeah. I mean, social media, it's, it's very important for us. We use it for talking to our players. The game industry is uh, you know, really shifted over the years and, and using social media in a lot of different ways, not just the traditional marketing and videos. We like to uh, talk to our players, do announcements, interact with them real time, uh, creates a, a kind of connection with the players where, you know, they, you know, we're talking to them one on one. So um, whether it be through our uh, you know, Anthem Twitter account, or, you know, I talk to players on, on the side on my, my account some just to kind of like show that, yep, this is me actually talking to you. Um, so yeah, it's extremely important for us, uh, to, to keep using those. And I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a good thing. We'll continue to explore how we can, uh, evolve that through possibly other platforms. So what are some of the major platforms that you're currently using? And do you, do you have different approaches for, you know, Facebook, we do this, Instagram, we do this. Do you have different audiences you find on different platforms or, or is it generally uh, pretty consistent? No, it does. It does change a lot. We, you know, we see where people engage in different ways. So for us, um, some of our main channels are, are Twitter for sure. That's where it's easiest for us to do real time, quick updates to players. Um, but also we use a, a lot of Instagram as well of, uh, you know, doing content pieces or showing, uh, cool fan artwork or little short snippet videos. And we see really, really good engagement there where people like to, to look at that stuff, but they may not talk as much on those platforms or as Twitter. Um, we'll see a lot more people actually chiming in with their voice and their thoughts, um, you know, letting us know it's like they like, but they don't like it. Um, so yeah, it's very different. The strategies you have to use across those channels. It's not just a, uh, this is the one way to approach it. Uh, and, and Facebook, we have used it more on Anthem. We haven't used it quite as much on there. Um, just cause the different changing landscape, we didn't see that's where our players wanted to engage the most. And that's where we really leaned in on, on Twitter a bit more. Um, and then we have other, you know, we still have our forums and everything else, but like traditional ways to, to kind of communicate with players. But yeah, I'd say Twitter is like our main area where we've been kind of engaging with our, our fans. Which is like so nice to hear because I don't know if it's the same for you, but I feel like in Edmonton increasingly 
less and less businesses and companies uh, are even considering Twitter in their sort of social media toolbox. I know you don't have to be on everything. And if your audience, you know, isn't on it, sure. But I, I just feel like there's, especially here, there's there's definitely uh, a huge opportunity to to engage with people. So it's nice to see um, that you're also, I, I guess, but your audience would be global, right? You have global uh, followers all over. Yeah, yeah, we actually have a lot of followers from from different countries, you know, they'll they'll reach out and they'll be like, "Hi, I'm from Japan and <laughs> I love Anthem." Uh so it's really really cool to see it, it does kind of reach a wide variety of players who, you know, share their thoughts and and sometimes they'll they'll talk to us in other languages and and Twitter does have that nifty translate cool. uh tweet function so we can at least see what they're you know, if they're what they're talking about. It may not be a perfect translation, but it does give that cool, like real quick, like, all right, are they, you know, what are they saying? Are they happy or do they have a problem? Do we mm-hmm. need to point them towards customer support? Um, so all the it's it's awesome. I love it. It's a great tool. And, and like I said, it's the fastest tool I've seen for quickly responding to people. And if they have their notifications on for us, uh, they can instantly see, you know, any news that, that comes up. How is your... I guess strategy or or process. So you know, you mentioned um, when you share fan art on Instagram, that gets a lot of uh, engagement. Is is it you know is it intentional? Are you sharing fan art on certain days, or it just you know when you get something nice, then you'll post it, or or how planned out or thought out is is some of the content that you're sharing versus some that might be more spontaneous uh, posting. It's a good question. Uh, so in Anthem, we when we first launched, players loved the customization and personalization features of uh, making their javelin, which are like the mech suits, mm-hmm. uh, look the way they want. So they can color them how they want. They can, you know, put on the different armor sets and people are sharing them all over the place. So we we kind of leaned in on that. We're like, wow, people are making some really cool things here. So we didn't really plan it out, but then we just started sharing them more and other people like, wow, that looks really cool. You know, they took inspiration of different animes or their favorite tv shows mm-hmm. and they kind of color scheme it you know comic books um so that wasn't planned at all but then we did kind of go into it more and turn it into something a little bit bigger of you know highlighting their you know good ones we really found and um I, for a while there we did like every day all day pretty much or there were so many <laughs> That's awesome. but um but now most of the time it's it's pretty spontaneous we don't ever like all right you know this day we're gonna you know, tweet out some fan art. Right. Um, that's that's not where we're at right now. Now, strategies and, and social media change all the time. Mm-hmm. So we might find something to where it's like, okay, we'll turn this into, you know, every Friday we'll turn, we'll highlight like the javelin of the week or something mm-hmm. like that. We're not, that's not what we're doing right now, but that's not saying it couldn't evolve and get there. Um, and same goes for fan art. If we see something really, really cool, uh, you know, and, and people in the studio are like, wow, did you see this cool piece on, you know, Mass Effect or something like, you know, we'll look into sharing that. And of course, credit the person mm-hmm. uh, who who uh, created that art piece. Um, but otherwise, the only planned things are when we have like a game update or or things like that. We'll have it planned ahead of time on our calendar of like, OK, we know this update is going out on, you know, this date at this time. So we'll we, you know, we'll set when we're going to tell players about that. So mm-hmm. like we actually just had an update this morning. So we let players know yesterday there was going to be some maintenance. Uh, so they're not logging in this morning of like, wait, why can't I get into the game? <laughs> like we had told that. them. <laughs> yep, exactly. Do you and I remember I follow a few people um, from Bioware on my Twitter. So I remember when Anthem was. You know, I honestly had thought it had already come out because I felt like I saw so many social media or tweets um, from different people about it. Uh, but I felt like, and 
you know, I might be wrong. <laughs> from from my perspective, it looked like a really nice, like coordinated uh, sort of rollout of news and updates and kind of build up and hype leading up to the release. Um, so from your end, was was that, uh, you know, is that sort of like the updates? You know that, that the, the launch is coming and here are the key milestones or key dates where we're going to build up some content uh, around those dates. Yeah, definitely. I mean, leading up to launch, like we we had started doing um, some live streams on Twitch. So we we kind of dabbled with them a little bit, saw how players liked them. And then, yeah, we started talking about those and letting players know when the live streams are going to happen. And then, of course, as we we go along, we have different features we unveil at at times when the development process, it's ready to show. Um, so, you know, we'll show like, oh, here's new weapons or here's like the um, the interceptor javelin. So that was like one of the last javelins we kind of unveiled so yes there was times where it's like all right here it is at these specific times to show players and then also when we had like our um our different you know the early access times or when we were doing kind of like the the uh the what's the word i'm looking for i'm I'm trying not to mix it up with our current thing we just put up like a public test server (laughs) we basically had where players could come in check out the game, you right. know, try to oh, dem- demo. demo. There we go. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yes. So like all of that ahead of time is more planned out, a uh, little less spontaneous right. um, because players don't have it in their hands yet. Mm-hmm. So they hadn't, they don't get a chance to say like what they like or don't like. It's like, they're right. just kind of seeing what, what we're putting forward. But uh, yeah. That's great. Can you share um, so you're a global community manager. Um, just uh, can you talk about what your team looks like? What what sort of community manager entails your day to day, and also kind of who you who you have to work with um, to to deliver social and digital content? Yeah, totally. So we we have a lot. EA is a very big company, EA and Bioware, and many studios around the world. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of people that work on on various teams. So like, um, so my role is I primarily work with our. So we have a social team. So I work with them. They're the ones that actually will really dive in there on the social media channels, whereas I will primarily look on player feedback, what players are saying, and mm-hmm. then also kind of guiding a little bit of like, this is the content that players would would like to see over here. Um, so that's mainly it from like a kind of social perspective. I also right. work closely with the development team also and let, let them know what players are saying and, and how they're reacting to different things. So um, a lot of moving pieces and not just me going on Twitter being like, hey, I'm just going to post this thing. Uh, there is a lot of strategy and thought behind it in different teams. So, right. yeah. That's great. I know. Uh, so some of the people that I follow on Bioware are the actual like video game writers and producers, too. Mm-hmm. So they have their own social media accounts. I'm wondering. And, and you know, they're interacting with fans and, and they're and they're writing about the games. Um, is it uh, is that pretty well kind of their own thing? And, and the, the social community manager team at Bioware doesn't doesn't really get involved with that. Or, or do you have a process for that? So it's pretty much it's it's so it's not just the Wild West and everyone just goes off and does their own thing. <laughs> yeah. That said, uh, what what you know, I, I probably know who you're talking about on different channels. They they say their own thing, but we <laughs> we have a way where we we do meet and sync up to make sure we're not saying things that are you know we're just you know, out of our areas of expertise, right? right? So the whole thing is like, if you're a producer, you talk about producer things. If you're a writer, you talk about writer things. Right. Um, so that, you know, they're speaking to the things they are experts on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there, we have different rules in place of, of well, I wouldn't say rules. I would say guidelines. Guidelines, where, yes. That's yeah, where, you know, where it's, you know, don't, 
don't argue with people online. It's not worth it. Uh, that sort of thing. The golden um, rule. <laughs> and, and yeah, right. It's like once you start down that path, it's like it'll the argument will never end. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's different things like that. We do social media training also to make sure that people cool. understand the what to do if, you know, situations do get out of control with with different things on there. But no, it's, it's pretty much in their voice. We don't craft anything that mm-hmm. people say on their own personal channels be like hey say this thing it's it's from them it's from their voice uh just following those guidelines that's great um i'm wondering if you could share any you know surprising or unexpected or maybe different things bioware or anthem maybe using social media for that that people might not consider or think about like primarily uh, you know player feedback yes uh, that makes sense is there are, are there kind of uh, different uses that you're finding uh, social and digital has been helping uh, BioWare with? Yeah, for sure. I, I mentioned some earlier about the the people sharing their javelins and how they personalize them and stuff. And we actually started a hashtag called hashtag my javelin. Um, <laughs> and it kind of it kind of took off. Um, and it was really good because not only is it just, you know, people sharing their cool creations, it starts getting trending a little bit. People see it who maybe haven't seen or heard of Anthem. Uh, and then they're like, wait, what is this? This looks really cool with these, you know, different javelins. I didn't know you could customize it and make it, you know, a pink Colossus mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Right. So there's, there's all these cool things that you can do, um, with, with that. And that kind of, you know, took off where it's not quite the norm. It wasn't planned for. Right. Um, and then I would say like, yeah, just adapting and, you know, making, keeping an eye on how your community reacts to stuff and mm-hmm. then seeing how you can, leverage that and make it fun for them and and also at the same time kind of like i said improve awareness of the product right and that's obviously that sort of thing uh gets you a lot of engagement oh yeah yeah our engagement was so high because people are just so proud to you know like here's my cool javelin that i made and everyone just rallies around them they're like wow that's really cool what colors did you use and what materials and it was it was really cool to see how everyone just kind of like created almost like this separate community of just customizing their javelins instead of playing the game (laughs) like they're all just like how cool can i make myself look right and that becomes like a like a subset of the game even (laughs) it it really did there was a subreddit for it i i haven't looked at it in a bit i don't know if it's but it was just like fashion forge i want to say it was called (laughs) um but it was just basically yeah the, the people just that's all they did like that was where they had a really good time when you're looking for player feedback, um, does that play into, or you pass that information on? Like, is that part of your, is that part of the job? Like, you're you're finding feedback that could then also improve the actual product and service that you're that you guys are selling as well. Yes, a hundred percent. That is actually one of the main points of my job. Is uh, you know, because there's so many different voices out there, and the developers, they, if they're out there looking at what everyone is saying, that means they have, you know, less time that they're working on the game. So my job is to uh, represent the players and what they're saying, and bring that to the, the developers of like, okay, these are the top things that you know people have feedback on, or uh, different issues that they're facing, so that I can work with the team directly and say, you know, these are the areas where we should probably address first. Um, and, and work with our, our players and let them know like, yes, this is, uh, you know, we heard you had feedback on this. These are the changes you're making to that, especially with right now we're doing on that public test server. Right. Um, it's, it's a first for us of letting people access it really early before it's officially released. 
so they can let us know like, yes, we like these things or, ah, this isn't quite what we'd like it to be. Can you tune it to this? And we can totally do that. We so make those changes. Um, that's nice. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's definitely a big part of my job. And that's probably really different from, you know, developing a video game 15 years ago. You wouldn't have had that type of access to instant feedback uh, that can kind of shape the game, right? Yeah, it's 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 definitely broadened out. Like I would say back in back in the day, 15 years ago, I mean, I was still kind of just getting my start in the game industry. Um, You're dating yourself. <laughs> I am. I am a little bit. But, you know, they're the old like VN boards and stuff right. right? where players would go on there and they would put feedback. But it wasn't like as widespread. Like mm-hmm. you had to really know where to look. And, and the landscape has definitely changed of, you know, people making their their feedback very vocal and open out there on social channels. They're not on just private message boards anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's changed so much. Um, and it's going to continue to change as, you know, different platforms evolve. And I, uh, yeah, it'll be curious to see where in five years and we can look back on this and be like, remember when we talked about this? Yeah. Like, you're like, gosh, that's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to take a quick uh, break to talk about some of our uh, sponsors of this podcast that help keep us going. And then we'll be right back with Jesse Anderson, global community manager for Anthem. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you in part by the Alberta Blue Cross Wellness Summit, which happens on October 10th. The Wellness Summit is a day to explore fresh perspectives and practices around wellness. This year, the focus is on what it takes to create healthy workplace cultures where everyone thrives. Supporting the health and wellness of employees is becoming a major consideration for many workplaces, and Alberta Blue Cross wants to connect the dots of what it takes to create healthier workplaces with happy people. Among the speakers is Drew Dudley, whose TED Talk on everyday leadership has been viewed millions of times. You might know it as the Lollipop Moments Talk. He reminds us that we all have the power to improve each other's lives. Alberta Blue Cross has designed the summit so that you're not just sitting and listening. You'll have a chance to actively engage with the information, the speakers, and other attendees, and will come away with practical tools and evidence-based resources you can use. The summit is at the Renaissance Edmonton Airport Hotel on October 10th. Learn more at thewellnesssummit.ca. All right, we are back on Don't Call Me a Guru with Jesse Anderson, Global Community Manager for Anthem uh, slash BioWare. We're learning a lot about how social media and online feedback might affect a game. Um, Jesse's day-to-day, I think, I think is so interesting. I actually wanted to talk about, uh, you were at E3 recently. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, we had to, we, we were rescheduling this podcast uh, because you were obviously would rather have been at E3 than talk to me on this podcast, <laughs> which I'm not offended. I get it. Um, did you, my biggest question, did you, I mean, I know it's not a Bioware game, but did you meet Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I did not, but I did get to see some extra footage of, of Cyberpunk and hear Keanu Reeves talk oh my God. in Cyberpunk. That was so cool. (laughs) It was. When he came out, I was like, no way. Everyone was freaking out. Oh, my God. And the memes that came after that. Oh, where he points at the screen are the best ones. He's like, and check this out. (laughs) And it's like people put different things on the screen. It's um, The internet is amazing sometimes. The internet is so good at that stuff. There was one I love where it was like a scene from SpongeBob SquarePants. And it was kind of like 
the announcement for Cyberpunk. And there's sort of like a little a little crowd around SpongeBob's house. And then it was like featuring Keanu Reeves. And then the entire like seabed community was there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought it was actually really cool, too, that I think the game gave uh, some type of limited edition game to the to the person who yelled, you're breathtaking. <laughs> yep. No, they totally did. I, I read that story. So cool. Anyways, okay, that's my little Keanu aside. I, I, uh, I'm all about Keanu <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, you guys get pretty cool, cool voice actors in your games, too, though. Uh, celebrities and, and that sort of thing. Does that play? Do, do you kind of play that up on social ever or, or is that uh, sort of we, a side sometimes we do actually so we uh gosh this was a couple months ago i'm trying to think everything's been moving so fast but we basically did a a mocap session and where with the the actual actors oh, uh, so cool. we showed that on on our social channels of like hey look we're filming new scenes for anthem and and you know showing all the all the cast where they have you know the the motion capture equipment on they're having a good time uh, I haven't talked to them, any of them directly, but we have chatted over Twitter and they're all really, really great. They're pa- very passionate people. They love what they do and they bring a lot of fun and bring these characters to life, really. So it's it's pretty cool. And we'll probably we'll probably do more as we as we go on with them of just kind of highlighting our our talent. That's neat. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> so I'm wondering, um, you were talking about audience feedback online and and you know uh people's ability to instantly share their opinion (laughs) so obviously i think on social media sometimes the opinions can be negative um and i'm just wondering how your team approaches uh any any type of negative uh feedback that you might get or 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 people who have strong opinions about about different aspects of, of the game how do you approach that um how do you use it and then and then i guess advice uh for other companies that may be in an industry where where they might be more likely to get negative feedback uh, online? Right. No, it's a very good question, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. So um, so first off, the approach we take is that any feedback is good feedback. It can be negative. It can be positive. We don't need to just hear people saying like, oh, your game's great. I love it. Uh, we want to hear what people don't don't like about the game. The only thing that we, we really try to steer people towards is constructive feedback. Right. Um, so telling us just, you know, your game sucks and you, that's it, fix it, doesn't help us at all. But if right. someone comes and they say, hey, this encounter really wasn't fun, you know, this boss felt like it took too long to kill and here's why I, I didn't like that. Like, that's awesome. We can take that and, you know, we can action upon that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing right now on that, that PTS. Um, so the thing I've really been steering towards is, is, is I try to engage with people even mm-hmm. when they're pretty, pretty negative. Uh, as long as they're not being over the top negative, which those those happen too, um, <laughs> and just really try to talk to them. Like I just try to talk to players and understand, you know, and get them to to really explain to me what it is that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's successful, and people are like, "Wow, I didn't expect you to reply." Here's here's my thoughts, and then other people will just you know keep trying to um, you know say negative things and, and almost like hate speech of just saying, "Oh, you should be fired." Um, really, really terrible stuff. But uh, Best advice I'd, I'd give is like, you know, there's there's passionate fans out there, people who are supporting and, and they want the game to succeed. Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking at all. Right. Um, I would say if you don't have anyone talking, 
you know, that's a worse sign than players saying <laughs> negative things. Um, that's fair. That's but, sort of like the no bad news is good news. Something like that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's better that people are actually invested enough to be talking about your product, right? Right, for sure. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're that's that's where we're at now. It's like there's a lot of, you know, upset people and we're, we're listening and, and we're when when people are constructive about it, we can you know take that and action upon it. So it's uh, yeah, and and sometimes it you know it can be a little rough, especially if it's people directing it directly at me. You, let's say and not the, not the channel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's it's sometimes I'm just like, woof, man, people are really upset today. Um, <laughs> but I try to stay positive with yeah. it. You know, we we actually at within EA we just did like a. Um, uh, building healthy community summit. And this was actually one of the topics. It, mm. it was like, how do we work together as like, not just individuals or companies, but like as a whole with the gaming industry of, you know, trying to, uh, building these, these, you know, healthy communities for our players to where they're not just always surrounded by hate and negativity and, mm. and, uh, and you know, sure making sure they're making, sh- yes, yeah. but making sure their voice is heard. We don't want to, you know, a lot of people, when we say that they think we're trying to silence the players, that is not it. Like, we're just trying to, you know, make it so everything is constructive. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess adv- advice-wise, it would be, uh, you know, people shouldn't, or other social media uh, community managers or strategists, you shouldn't shouldn't be shying away necessarily from the negativity. It's not the end of the but, world if there's negative feedback. <laughs> um, it's just sort of how you make sure the person is heard and also how you can uh, make sure that there's some type of constructive or productive feedback that you can then get out of them to, to move forward. Yep. Yep. And, and for me, like, even if, you know, nine out of 10 people are just like, yeah, whatever, man, like you're, everything sucks. But that one person is like, Hey, you know what? You're right. Here's, here's my thoughts a little more constructively. It's worth it for me. Like right. I don't have to win every single person over you can't you won't there's no <laughs> way you can win every single person on the internet um but like yeah i've that's kind of the approach i take with it um and and it's like you know taking taking that positive approach helps when you know things get really bad still like and also never take it personally um mm-hmm. people just sometimes get upset and they're venting or the other thing is you don't know if they've had a really bad day maybe they had something happen to them and right. and they're just upset Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's why talking to them, sometimes they'll apologize and be like, you know what? I'm sorry, man. They realize I, I that you're a bad, human person. I was having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm not just a, <laughs> a random picture on the Internet run by a robot. Like that's that's me replying. <laughs> Do you find because your audience is also global, is there, you know, are you on like a nine to five and then and then someone takes over or is like or is there someone who does like a night shift or or do people even care that much that if they say something at 9 p.m. that they're not going to get a reply until the morning? How do you guys uh, view that? That's a good question, and that's actually a big challenge. <laughs> uh, so for me, I try to keep it because I can't – I am one – on my account, I am one person. Yes. I can't reply 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do try to reply to people as, as much as I can. Uh, during during the normal workday, and I may d- dabble in there a little bit, you know, uh, at at night before I go to bed and answer a few questions mm-hmm. type thing. But um, our support teams, if people are having like they're reaching out to us on Twitter and they have support issues, I try to guide them towards our help channels, and we do have people there who are staffed to dedicate. You know, if yeah. they're like 
yeah, they're dedicated. They're having mega, you know problems with the game. Um, but like, yeah, on a normal engagement basis, it's kind of like I try to keep it during my hours. And there are other people who in, in other territories, um, uh, different community managers right. who will engage some also, uh, whether it be in Europe or, or other regions. But um, yeah, that's, I, I do try to keep a little bit of a work-life balance where I can <laughs> that and not just, you know, sitting at dinner with the family and, and getting yelled at by my wife. Cause I'm like <laughs> tweeting at people, um, checking on it, but it is a reality of the social media sort of community manager space for sure. <laughs> it, it is like people. And sometimes people do, they're like, they'll tweet at me and I don't reply within 40 minutes. They're just like, I guess you're ignoring me. And I'm like, no, that's not it at all. I like, was at I have, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or I have, or if it's during the workday, I may be in a meeting right, or, exactly. you know, I'm working on, on a report or something. And it's like, I can't, I'm not just staring at Twitter all day. So. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. So we are going to take another short ad break and then we will be right back with a few more questions for Jesse Anderson of Anthem. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation is a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. You can learn more at ecfoundation.org. All right, we are back with Don't Call Me a Guru. Today's podcast episode is with Jesse Anderson, Global Community Manager for Anthem of BioWare. Um, learning learning lots from Jesse. And one of my questions uh, that I had is, so you mentioned engagement um, a few times. I'm wondering if that's how you or in your role or sort of in the social media department uh, view success uh, online. Is it that people are engaged whether or not it's positive or negative feedback or or that they're sharing or or what do you sort of view as social media um digital online success for the company yeah there's a engagement is definitely one way like um and it depends on the, the type of content if we have something that is like a game update uh it may not be engagement so much as how many people saw it um, so we look at how many impressions it drives and sort of like, OK, we reached a wide number of our players. So they they know what's going on. Um, and then there are other ones where we're like, you know, we do put out content. It's like uh, like the, the back to the javelin thing of like, yeah, sure, javelin. And if we you know, we see how many people are actually sharing that hashtag and how much that is uh, taking off and whether or not that was successful. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a mix and it depends on the type of of content that we're putting out there. Um, and then of course replies, we, we do look at if people are like, oh, this isn't what I was hoping for, or like, wow, this is awesome. Good job. Um, so yeah, we, we look at, at everything kind of separately and, and depending on the content. What do you think, and this is your opportunity to brag, <laughs> what do you think the company or, or you have done, you know, pretty well in the social media space um and and where uh, and on that you know where do you think that we might see some improvements if we you know if people haven't been following and they start following along after this um you know w what are some areas you think you'd like to improve uh for bioware anthem social media digital online um, but also w what are some that, that you're pretty happy with how you've been doing so far Oh, gosh, that's a really tough question. <laughs> uh, it's always hard to so, brag about yourself. <laughs> right. I, I'm I, I yeah. People ask me, they're like, yeah, you don't tell enough of your good things you do. And I'm like, ah, I try not to brag too much. <laughs> um, but 
I, I would say good things um, that that we've done. Definitely, when we were uh, when we first launched the game, we did you know really good with with putting out updates, and we've done a good job when we have downtime or any sort of things going on with the game, keeping our players uh, up to date. So we're not just like all of a sudden there's a maintenance and they're like, wait, what's going on? No one said anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've definitely done a good job as a team there as a, as a whole. Communicating, um, yeah. Yes, definitely. Now, now ways we could possibly improve there. I, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I, I'm of the firm mindset of you're never perfect at something. There's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say part of that would be, um, getting to a spot where we can better communicate some of the upcoming changes with our players. Um, right now, like we're, we have that public test server and we're starting to get things a little bit better there to give an idea of like what's coming in the future mm-hmm. um, or the immediate future, I should say. So that's where, yeah, I think we can definitely improve there right now. We're keeping it primarily to our, our forms and keeping right. players there. But I think there is an opportunity to spread that out a little bit more. And we're, you know, we're, and sometimes in these spaces you have, it's trial and error. You, mm-hmm. you try something and you see if players like it. And if they do, then you can look at expanding upon that on social. And if you look and people just really don't, you know, like it or care, then maybe you're, maybe it's not the right strategy. So, um, I'd say that's, yeah, we'll see how that one goes and, and keep improving there. And of course we listen to player feedback. If players say, Hey, we really don't like how you're putting news over here. Could you put it here instead? <laughs> right. um, we do take all of that into account also. Um, so a lot, that's actually brought me to a really good point of thinking is players feel there are too many spots for right. news being shared out where you're communicating. So, yeah. So they're like, well, you're, I, I feel like I have to follow Twitter over here or the forums over here. And then sometimes on your personal account, you'll let us know of a problem here. <laughs> so like I hear that feedback and that's something we're definitely working on of like where we can put like all of the news and updates we have in one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll we'll get there. We just need to like, you know see what makes the most sense and deliver what's needed for our players instead of just kind of like whipping it together real quick and then it's like not (laughs) what it should be. Right. Actually, that brings me on a line of thought. I've been thinking more about this uh, in general. So so because your games uh, and Bioware in general, you have your own forums. Like these are forums that the company owns and monitors and and people, uh, players and, and fans sign up and they're part of your own forum, right? Right? Yes. Yes. So I I love that. So I feel like increasingly and I think the the best examples this year has been do you remember when Facebook was down a few months ago and like Facebook was down, Instagram was down, Facebook owns WhatsApp, WhatsApp is down, everything was down and no one could post anything. <laughs> Uh, and I always find that as a like that type of story is always a warning to me. Uh, for, you know, people, other community managers and social media specialists and people who are working at companies where it's like, you know, you invest so much of your time and content into a platform that you don't actually own um, so that when it when it dies or if there's an issue or if they decide to change things like Instagram removing the likes, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You're at their mercy. Uh, so I so I I think it's really interesting that Bioware has its owned sort of community network. You have that. Um, do you find like do you find what are the advantages or from your perspective like like what do you see are the advantages of of having sort of your own owned space where you can get your community there and not necessarily um 
on a, on a third party tool? Um, there's a lot of advantages. So yeah, we have, um, it's called answers HQ is where our boards are right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is, it's good because a, we can more directly see, see our players and, and help them out quicker. Um, and if we do see anything really, really bad there, we can, you know, moderate that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, that's a huge benefit, but at the same time, like, it's funny you mentioned about the, the, the services going down for Facebook, because we did have that happen once, um, <laughs> with our part of our EA network. Um, so even though it's our own thing and that went down, we then had to go to Twitter and let players know that, Hey, the, the answers HQ board is down. Uh, we're working on it. So like, it is important still to have those other channels, channels yeah. to let your players know, like they may not all follow you there, but like word of mouth can kind of help spread it too. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, we, we have that. And if, if Twitter were to go down, then we would post over an answers HQ of like, Hey, don't reach out for help here right mm -hmm. now. Here's another way you can reach uh, support. Great. Cool. Um, I'm wondering just personally, what uh, what social network do you like most, and and why? <laughs> For me, I mean, it's been it's been Twitter. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, it's. Uh, for me, it's really easy to use. It's I'm glad they have not done anything too crazy <laughs> over the years of the platform, other than increasing the character limit, which was right. The, which, I which love like, it. Great. Instead of having the yeah, yep, that one was good. Uh, now we just need it. Well, I'm like edit button. I'm kind of on the fence where some people are like we need an edit right. button. I Maybe feel where it's like you can edit your tweet for a certain time yes. period, like for yes. like five minutes, you can edit it. Because my fear is like people would go back and change and just like, change I never the contest. Right. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I think even less than five minutes. Like you get a minute if it's a typo Maybe or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something short to where you can be like, oh, shoot. I said, you know, like, right. I don't know. I, I must, I have typos all the time. I'm like, oh, do I delete it? Do I do it again? <laughs> oh, there's already engagement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I post, it's usually engagement within 10 seconds. Mm. So it's kind of like, oh, but. Um, must be nice. No, <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I'm there we go. Got bragging. Right. I trying to. Humble. Um, Humble brag. But no, Twitter's great because it also it's so easy and, and simplistic in a lot of ways that like if we need to say something on uh, on the channel and I'm on my phone, I can so easily do that. I don't mm -hmm. have to log into some crazy site and do some sort of authentication and navigate to a page. It's like I just log in and boom, there I am. I, done, can, yeah. I can do things. I can easily see people's replies. Like mm -hmm. I just love the simplicity of just being able to see and filter um, of like just mentions, so I can see everyone's questions on how they're they're engaging on the channels and and reply to them. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely my platform. Which is, I use it for a lot of my news also, so right. I can set up different alerts for for game industry news. Um, like yeah, it's for me, it's the perfect tool, and it's it's just kind of with me at all times. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I know you talked about, I mean, you shared some advice for managing negativity. I'm just wondering if you have uh, any other advice or tips in general, you know, uh, if you are a community manager, if you're in the social media or digital space, um, any any reminders that you sort of have to have to tell yourself as you're going through your day to day or or things that or, or best practices that, that you sort of you live by? Um, honestly, one of the best ones is just to remember that you can always put it down and step away. Uh, <laughs> some people feel they have to just stay engaged and try to talk to these people right away when they're right. angry. Uh, and then a lot of times I've seen people, they get agitated and they, they start saying things when they really should just step away for 
a few minutes or however long you need of like to really think about and say like, okay, like I need to be the calm, the calm one here. Mm -hmm. I don't need to just go in and get in a, in a shouting match with this person over social media. So that that's honestly my best advice. And it's like, give yourself time to shut off. Um, like if, if, you know, your, your job allows it on a weekend and just, just shut off for the day. And if you talk to people all the time, let them know, be like, Hey, I'm taking a day off. I'm not going to even look at my phone today. I'm right. I'm unplugging. I'm going to go play video games all day. You <laughs> should do the same. Have a good time. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what keeps me sane. Right. <laughs> so that's important. I recommend it. <laughs> Sanity <laughs> is important. Um, actually, one final question. I, I was just thinking about this. If you are if you're a big video game fan, like it, it would make sense that you would want to work for a video game company. So do you find that? Do you find that you bring an extra passion to the role because you also love video games or or do you think maybe maybe your work life would be better if you weren't as invested <laughs> uh, in the games as the players are? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it depends, really. Right. Like, I mean, everyone has their own thing. I work with people who, um, you know, some of them are really into and this is not at Bioware, there's other areas, yeah. but like into the analytics, like they just love the numbers, right. but they're not like super hardcore gamers. But right. I think in this role for community management, like it's it's fairly important to have that passion for video games, really. Right. Because right. like you're talking to all these other players, they have passion for games. If you don't have that, like if you don't get it, passion, yeah, it doesn't quite resonate as well. Uh, especially in the game industry for, for, you know, uh, community manager right. or social media strategist, anything like that. So like, I feel it's, it's pretty important. It doesn't always have to be like the same, like, uh, where, you know, your fans have the exact same interest as you, but like, <laughs> it helps for sure. Like for me, I love, you know, the styles of games like Anthem and, right. um, I won't say any others because people will be like, oh, he plays that game. But like, people, you can just say an iPhone game. Like, <laughs> like, it all doesn't, it, yeah, all of it's fine, really. Like, you know, I, I worked in the mobile game space for a long time and I played mobile games and mm-hmm. everything. So, no, I think that definitely it, it helps for sure. Um, but it's not like a checkbox where you have to. Right. It's like a, a bonus. It's a bonus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Jesse. This was uh, this was awesome. Jesse Anderson is global community manager for Anthem, a uh, game that you can play right now. Everyone, it's it's out there <laughs> by Bioware. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Don't Call Me a Guru. We're going to play some credits uh, in a moment. Uh, remember, we are recording at Nate's radio studio in Edmonton, Alberta. We have one more episode uh, before we break for the summer. Um, if you liked this episode, please, please uh, listen to the past ones and and rate our podcast. Uh, thank you, Jesse. And thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. The podcast you are listening to today was produced by Matt Matischuk at the Nate Radio and Television Studios. The music bed for this episode was produced with the help of Doug Hoyer, The logo for Don't Call Me a Guru was designed with the help of graphic designer Rory Lee. Don't Call Me a Guru is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. (laughs) 